humans have been enjoying wine for 8,000 years or more, and there's never been entry exams, literacy tests, diplomas, or membership fees. You can go as far or deep as you want, or just take it all in and find your happy place. That being said, we like to spend our week looking for things that we can share with you in this space and time. We'll give you food for thought, ideas for adventures, and most weeks, tips, pointers, and insights that you can use the minute the program ends. Wine has always united us. It still does. And we've never needed that more. So climb aboard. There is no time like the present to get your adventure started. So here's your host, the doctor of deliciousness, the chairman of the Bordeaux, the top gun of wine fun, David Wilson. And it is time for your weekly grape encounter. And you can't believe where I'm sitting. I am in an ancient Roman courtyard sitting outside. The weather is perfect. This area is going to be restored to its greatness sometime very soon. And I am sitting with greatness right now. I am so excited. You heard me talk about it last week that I had met Angelo Radica. And talk about somebody who has a major, major role in wine. I'm going to let him explain exactly what Cita del Vino is all about. But it's an association that encompasses all of the cities in Italy that are making wine. This is a really big deal. It's almost like being president of the universe. And I also have with me the artist formerly known as Manal. She is our translator today. Although I'm hoping that, Angelo, you can kick in a little English now and again, right? Yeah, a little, a little. Okay, so let's get going and try to explain this wonderful job that you have. And I only explained one of the jobs that you have because you have an even broader job that you're vice president of. So you are president of Chita del Vino, but vice president of an organization. How many countries are involved in that organization? Thank you. Thank you for this moment. Recevin is an association of five countries, Italy, Spain, Portugal, and France. And I am a vice president of this association. Tadelvino and Recevin, what else? Well, explain this association. It's about 35 years old. It was started yeah. 35 years ago. And it started because there was kind of a scandal that was going on yeah. back then. Can you explain that? In uh, 1987, in Italy, there is a very important scandal, or metanolo. In English, metanolo. Uh, it's ethanol. Ethanol, ethanol. Ethanol, yes. Ethanol. Because many wine guards make a bad wine using ethanolo. And this is a very scandal. So let me uh, understand that. They were adding ethanol to the wine? Yeah. Yeah, ethanol for growing uh, gradi del vino. To the increase alcohol. the grades of the alcohol within the wine. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Because make wine from bad grapes. Bad grapes, ethanol, and growing the alcohol. Well, I was just curious because ethanol is used to fuel automobiles, too. Yeah, exactly. So if it'll make your car go, then it'll help you too. All right, so explain the, what happened then. 30 mayors of Italy from the most important city, Asti, Frascati, Siena, Trapani, uh, they constructed, they constructed put together 30 uh, mayors. 
then it's a, it's a 30 mayors. The 30 mayors right. from okay. the most important cities have put together a syndicate or uh, an organization. So are you saying that up until that time, there was no association, even though Italy is the largest wine producer in the world, but there was no association? Si, yes. Italy and Spain is the most important right. uh, for quantity. Oh? Yes. Italy or Spain. Yeah. Pero prima del scandalo non c'era nessuna associazione che, no, no. che curava. There was no association no. before the scandal. Wow. Okay. So now let's bring it to today. How many cities are under this umbrella now? 500. 500? Exactly, exactly 418. So not all cities are wine-producing cities, but these cities are wine-producing cities. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. There is a, only the characteristic, produce wine. Yes. Then uh, the association growing, growing also in uh, many service to the city and to the enterprise. So you were elected in November of last year, yeah. 2021. Yeah. What were you thinking? This is a big job, right? Yeah. It's a big job. I'm moving only in Italy. Yeah. Oh, not only in Italy, but also in Europe. I visit in uh, 10 months. I visit 11 no. regions. How many regions are there in Italy? 20. There are 20 regions. 20. Wow. So you get out there and you do that. And your lovely wife is sitting over <laughs> here, right? Is she she's come with me. Oh, she comes along. Okay. <laughs> now he come with me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's good. So you have some companionship. And then explain what the association does. Because what's interesting, I think, about Italy is the wine regions. Each region is very different. The wines are very different. So how do you bring them all together in a cooperative way? The core business of our association is support to cities from promotion, education, yes. territory, tutela del territorio, defense of territory. Like who owns what land, like who owns what production. So the work of the Città del Vino is not only marketing the wine, but it's also starting from the land work. So who is owns that a what? problem? People don't know who owns what. The land is not clearly divided into yeah. parcels. But no, we does a big project, not a consultant to the wine guard, to the city, but we promote the important project. For promotion, the most important project is Calici di Stelle. Calici di Stelle, Glasses under the Glasses stars. Glasses the stars. Then we support the, the cities to programming the lands. Okay, so I forgot to mention something. And I feel almost embarrassed, Angelo, because you have so many jobs and so many titles. I guess I should have said that you're also a mayor as well, because you don't have enough things to do, right? Sta dicendo che ti deve chiedere scusa perché ha dimenticato di presentarti che anche sei il sindaco di Tollo, perché non hai abbastanza da fare, quindi hai deciso di fare anche il sindaco. Tollo è the most important city of wine of Abruzzo, Tollo. Why? Because it's recognized from all the world. We have the biggest cantina era winery. winery. The biggest winery of Abruzzo, Cantina really? Tollo. Okay. And we are the first from uh, produce wine, the first city in Abruzzo. Is oh, is that wine. right? 
Yeah. Very interesting. And then I'm guessing you produce Montepulciano de Bruzzo there. Yeah. Bucciano you you can't make enough Montepulciano de Bruzzo. I mean, everybody makes Montepulciano de Bruzzo and it all gets consumed. Non ci sta mai abbastanza di Montepulciano perché nonostante quella quantità che viene prodotta, tutto viene consumato, sì. Are there areas in Abruzzo where they're making wines that are not the typical wines that you see being made throughout the region? Are there some little pockets of cantinas that are doing something different than the norm? Ci stanno le cantine che stanno producendo o fanno cose diverse dagli altri cantini e sono sotto, non sono così al... In Abruzzo there is an important program to buy biological wine and typical wine. We have four typical wine, Pecorino, Passerina, Montonico, Cococciola. A small production, but very typical. We're going to come back to this in a second because I, of course, come from California and in California... Winemakers are constantly experimenting. I know a winemaker, he's a friend of mine. In fact, we're going to have a conference call with him later. He makes Italian wines, 37 different varietals. Can you imagine? That's crazy. Yeah. The characteristics of, of, of Abruzzo, of Italy, is uh, the history of the wine. Yes. The traditional. We, we make a storytelling because uh, the wine in Italy from Roman type. Well, that's uh, why I'm sitting here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's why I'm oh, sitting here. Uh, Anzi, Etruschi. Oh, Etruscan. Etruscan. Here. But in America, very late. Però lui ha un amico che sta producendo anche eh, vino italiano sì, sì, sì. con 37... But... Uh, diversi tipi Montepulciano in Abruzzo Amarone in Veneto right is very different from Montepulciano in California or Amarone in California okay and we have to we have a typical wine non-international wine in Abruzzo in Italy we produce also Chardonnay Merlot yes I've seen some okay listen we're gonna have to take a break here we could just talk about this forever but we're talking to Angelo Radica and he is the president of what is actually it's called Cita del Vino which means cities of wine and it encompasses hundreds 500 to be exact cities rely on wine as a big part of their economy yeah in, in Italy I think 10% of, uh, of the overall economy yeah we're going to be back with more Grape Encounters in just a second we also have that lovely voice Manal who is our translator although we haven't needed too much translation because <laughs> he's got his wings and, uh, he's on a roll we're fly back here in just a second with more Grape Encounters. David will be back with more Grape Encounters right after they touch up his hair and makeup. Oh wait, this is this is radio. Well, there's still paparazzi after the show to deal with. No. The only thing that Mendocino County winemaker Greg Graziano can't tell you about wine is how many different choices he makes. It's somewhere between dozens and cowabunga. Artisans like Greg don't count, they create. Did Da Vinci or Michelangelo take inventory? Let's just say that Italians like Greg can easily get carried away, especially when it comes to food and wine. Great wine is in Greg's DNA. His immigrant grandparents started making Mendocino wines in the early 20s, and despite being the head honcho of the much-beloved Graziano family of wines, Greg is just a humble, lovable guy. When you play in the dirt all day, you can't help but be down to earth. Ask your wine cellar for Graziano Wines, or just visit GrazianoFamilyOfWines.com. They've got five different brands. Why? Well, because Italians 
tend to have big families. Life is just more fun with a Graziano at your table. At MM Organics, we're surrounded by health nuts. That's because we're obsessed with lowering blood pressure, cholesterol, and the risk of cancer. We want to make weight loss easier and help you strengthen everything from your heart to your teeth, nails, and hair. Full disclosure, those health nuts are actually dry-farmed heirloom certified organic raw walnuts. Rich with essential vitamins and nutrients, they're vastly superior to other nuts. Imagine, walnuts can actually lower stress and boost your brain power. No wonder MM Organics customers are so darn smart. MMOrganics.com is where you'll find our uniquely irresistible raw walnuts, walnut butter, oil and flour, sprouted flavored walnuts, and decadent fair trade chocolate covered walnuts, which pair beautifully with our legendary two horse port style wine. MMOrganics.com, eating any other nuts is just plain nuts. Welcome back to Grape Encounters. Did you know there are more compounds in wine than in blood? Maybe vampires ought to rethink their drink. You know, there are times when a guest that is so huge in what they do falls in your lap accidentally and you get to have a whole lot of fun doing an interview that's the situation today i've got angelo Rodica here he's the mayor of tolo which is what about 45 minutes from here how far away quante lontana tollo da qua 45 minutes yeah and you say that tolo is the most important city in abruzzo for this one 70% land or tollo yes. is used for produce wine Okay, 70% of land of Tollo. You know, I can't even imagine that. I mean, think about if where you lived, 70% of the land wasn't homes, it wasn't McDonald's, it's vineyards and wineries. You call them, by the way, cantinas. We have all three wineries of transformation, but we have 600 small products of grapes. Wait a second. Hold on. A, okay, hold on a second. You say that there are three plants that actually produce the wine. Yeah, yeah. So they're cooperatives. We yeah, call them yeah, like yeah, cooperatives, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, cooperatives. So each individual grape grower doesn't have winemaking facilities. They take it to this place. Small producers portano tutti quelli che hanno accolto a questi tre cantini. Yeah. Exactly that. That's really interesting. When did that come about in Italy? Because it seems like that's a fairly modern concept. Quando è iniziata questo movimento di, di portare quello che produce la terra? Uh, Perché sembra una cosa, una mossa moderna. Cantina Toll is the most important wine of uh, central and south of Italy. Um, Begin to produce wine in 1961. 1961. As far as wine goes, that's modern history yeah. in Italy. Because Italy has been making wine for how long? From the beginning, in Abruzzo and in Italy, produced wine for himself. Then, at last of 18th century, yes, 19th century, beginning transformation and commercialization. Yeah. Or wine. But 2,000 years ago, yeah. let's go back, okay? Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. I think, the time of uh, Emperor Hadrian, right? Yeah. They were making 
a wine. ton of wine. Inatri. A lot of wine, yeah. right? Yeah. Who was drinking all that? It was a very decadent time, it seems like. Nell'epoca del 2000 a.C., quindi stavano producendo tutto sto vino, marea di vino. Chi stava bevendo tutto sto vino? <laughs> all people, in particular rich people, because it's, uh, the power people, the people, the normal people not drink wine or drink bad wine. The finalization of production of wine is for rich people. Okay, let's talk money, okay? You're going to have to translate this one, okay? Sure. How much money would you be willing to give me, Angelo, if I could send you back 2,000 years and you could spend a week exploring the winemaking community at that time? And also you get a lunch with Emperor Hadrian. How much money would you give me for that? Quanto gli dai se lui ti trasporta nell'epoca quando facevano, producevano il vino in quella maniera e hai anche il pranzo incluso con l'imperatore Adriano? I guarantee you've never 1,000 uh, euro. 2,000. 5,000. Okay, 5,000. I'll take 5,000. The time machine is in the <laughs> service center being fixed. Okay, thank you. It's got a flat tire. But it's anyway, interesting, interesting. as soon as it's out... I am uh, Adriano. Yeah. Yeah. I. Oh, you're going to be Hadrian? Yeah. I. Oh, now. Why? <laughs> what do you want I, that job for? He was uh, But if, he, if he's going to go back in time, he wants to be the emperor. He doesn't want to go and have lunch with the emperor. No, he wants cost to. more than five dollars. <laughs> I think one thing that's very interesting is that I think people think back to those times and think it must have been very primitive. But actually, they were living the life then. I mean, they had an incredible life, did they not? Quando ci pensi all'epoca, dici, erano primitivi, vivevano in una maniera male, diciamo, però se ci pensi bene, veramente, vivevano bene, facevano bella vita, la grande. Yes, yes. It's the only, most genuine life. Wow. We look at the ruins, but they were pretty spectacular then. And they were eating well and drinking well. And I think it's very interesting that a lot of the tools and techniques that were popular then are becoming very important to winemakers today that they're looking back. I mean, I came here because of Vinum Hadrianum's project. But it's really become very important to incorporate what was being done thousands of years ago into modern winemaking. In, in fact, Città del Vino also promoted enotourism, the tourism and wine, wine tourism, to visit the history, the ancient method of produce wine, and also the representation of what this wine made in the ancient time. Have you ever considered rebuilding one of those winemaking cantinas and actually operating it again as it was operated thousands of years ago? We, we, in Tolo, for example, we have a Eno Museo. A museum. A, a, yeah. Eno Museum. That is a museo legato al vino, come si può dire. Connected with wine. So it's a winemaking museum. There is in, in Umbria, in, uh, in uh, Piemonte. Yeah. Okay, we got to take a break. When we come okay. back, I really have to share with you something that happened last night. I kind of almost got into a fight. Well, not that kind of a fight, but it was a, a little friendly argument with somebody here in Autry last night 
And I'll tell you all about it in just a second, but we got to take a break. We're talking to Angela Rodica. He is, among other things, he is the president of Chita del Vino, which is an organization that spans the entire country of Italy and specifically focuses on wine cities that have some involvement in wine. Could be a little, could be a lot. And then a larger organization that you're vice president of, Brecevina. Brecevina is a European organization. Right. Brecevina. Brecevina. And that's and that's Spain, Italy, France, and, and Portugal. Portugal. Hey, listen, by the way, you Italians need to keep an eye on the Portuguese because they are coming on strong. Portugal is has got it when we say They've got it going on. And you can translate that. Yeah, they've got it going on. Stanno movendo, stanno producendo. Quindi state attenti. Sì, 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 anche gli spagnoli. Yeah, okay. We'll be back in just a second. Be sure to check out all of our episodes at grapeencounters.com. We have actually 682 episodes there. 682 episodes. It's crazy. But we've been doing this for a very long time. We're going to keep going until I drop. That's it. Thanks for listening to Grape Encounters. We are talking to Angela Rodica, the president of Chita del Vino, which means cities of wine. And it encompasses hundreds. Cities rely on wine as a big part of their economy. Yeah. We're going to be back with more Grape Encounters in just a second. Got a lot more coming at you right after this. Did you know that some wines are just as delicious and desirable after 100 years as they were when they were young? Hmm, should, should I be seeing a winemaker instead of my doctor? Grape Encounters will return right after this. Smoke from increasing wildfires is tainting wine grapes and vineyard executives are looking for new ways to adapt. Pure Fresh Wines O3 technology helps vineyards overcome the problems caused by wildfire smoke by treating grapes pre-crush to improve fermentation and overall wine quality as well as removing smoke taint. For the typical winery, saving a full harvest of grapes with pure fresh wine costs only 10 cents per bottle. O3 technology has been approved by the FDA and USDA. It leaves no residue and uses no chemicals. It provides many benefits to wineries, including the removal of sulfur, pesticides, and fungicides pre-crush, the reduction of bad bacteria and mold issues, an improvement in roundness and fruit-forward palate notes, and so much more. Most importantly, it safely and naturally breaks down smoke taint molecules to save grapes from damage. Rescue your harvest from smoke taint. Visit purefreshwine.com today. We're back with more grape encounters. Did you know that there are approximately 600 grapes in every glass of wine and about 3,000 in every bottle? And remember that breakfast cereal commercial that claimed there were two scoops of raisins in every package of their Bran Flakes product? It's a good thing most people don't drink wine for breakfast because the potential to have more than your fair daily share of grapes is definitely there. Thank goodness farmers grow more grapes than any other fruit. Aren't grapes groovy? with Grape Encounters Radio, I'm sitting in this place. I love this spot. 
And it's hard to imagine what this spot was like 2,000 years ago, 1,500 years ago. It was a Roman courtyard. And it's a beautiful open space in between all the buildings. I don't understand buildings in Italy because they just kind of stick them all together. It's just like, okay, I'm going to connect my building to your building. It's, uh, they don't do it that way. Everybody in America wants their own space. You know, you're not touching my property. Anyway, we are going to talk a little bit about property, though, because we've got here Angelo Radica. He's the mayor of Tolo, but he's also the president... Il Presidente of Città del Vino. This is a monster organization that encompasses all of the cities in Italy that engage in winemaking. I imagine wine tourism too, right? They have some stake in wine. Wine tourism, for a moment, is really an important part of the Italian economy, is it not? You don't go to Italy to visit and not drink wine, correct? Yeah. Wine tourism, in Italian called enoturismo, to wine, wine tourism, is very important because yeah. it's the most important tourism actually, because it's quello che cresce di più. It's the one that's on continuous growth. In Italy, where is sea tourism, sky tourism, uh, and other religious tourism, but the wine tourism is the most growing. So when you say Italy to somebody that doesn't live in Italy, I think they think of three, maybe four things. They think of wine first, I think. Then there's pizza and pasta, right? (laughs) And then it's kind of an interesting, call it a dichotomy. Then there's fashion. But unfortunately, if you drink all that wine, eat all that pasta, and eat all that pizza, you can't get into Italian clothes. Forget about it, right? Sta dicendo quando qualcuno sì, parla sì. dell'Italia ci sta il vino, la pasta, pasta la pizza e il fashion, fashion no? perché gli italiani yeah. sono sì, famosi sì, sì, per uh, yeah, they... vestiti. Però se mangi, bevi, non, non ce la fai a seguire ah, la moda, no? <laughs> perché <laughs> poi non, è, non c'entrano vestiti belli. Uh, infatti. <laughs> so can you get larger clothes in Italy? Is there a place yeah. where you go for your big guy? Well, yeah, me too, right? So we'll go shopping together. All right. I'm going to ask you a question that sounds almost humorous. And it has to do with this conversation that I had last night. But it really makes a very serious point, I think, not just for Italy, but for the entire world of wine. It kind of bothers me. So I'm sitting in a bar last night, and this really nice guy is there, and we're having a conversation. And then he asked me where I was from, and I said I was from California. And then he said, you make wine in California. And this is a very educated guy, by the way. And I said, well, yes, we, we make amazing wines. He goes, no, I don't think so. I think the wines in California are not so good. And I said, why would you say that? And he said, because that's what I hear about the California wines, that they're not so good and they're too expensive. And it's a serious point because there's no way... I could find a bottle of California wine in this area, in all of Abruzzo. Is there some place I can buy California wine? No. In a big city. Rome. Rome. Rome, Rome I could find a bottle of California wine. Milano, no. Yeah. So wouldn't it be better, I'm just making a suggestion to you, wouldn't it be better if you got together with Uh. California, they got together with you and said, let's do this, Angelo. Let us bring in some California wines and let the Italians experience them because every wine is beautiful. And then we'll make an effort to bring in more Italian wines. 
Because I'll tell you one thing, the wines of Abruzzo, now this is just me talking, I know you cover the whole country and then four more countries, but the wines of Abruzzo are hard to find in California. You can find a Chianti or a Barolo or Tempranillo easily, but Montepulciano di Abruzzo? No. No. So wouldn't it be better, or maybe you're already doing this. Are you talking to other countries and saying, look, let's work out a way to get our wines into your country and in exchange, we'll do the same? Because Abruzzo is younger, younger production of wine because it's a small region. I think that is the problem. But it's not just Abruzzo, okay? There are certain wines, like if you want a Barolo, go to a nice wine shop, you'll find a Barolo easily. But, yeah, yeah, but, most of, but I'm going to say that most of the wines in Italy are not that easy to find in California. And I'm shocked, actually. The wines I've been tasting in the last six months, oh my gosh, they're so magical. They're magical. And it's a shame because I think that people are missing out on that experience. And then I mentioned Portugal a minute ago in the last segment. I'm shocked at how good the Portuguese wines are these days. It seems to me they've been adjusting the profile of the wines a bit because they're much better suited these days for the Western palate. I think that the Portuguese wines, dollar for dollar, may be the best wines on the market. I'm just talking about value here. Yeah. Do you agree? Because you're, you're involved yeah. with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Portugal is uh, making a, a good work in wine. I go last year in uh, Alentejo. It's an important okay. region. Yeah. Of wine. So l- let's talk about some of the other wines here in Italy. People say, what's your favorite wine? You know, I do a wine show, so I don't play favorites, really. But if they force me, okay... To answer that question, there's an Italian wine that's going to be like in the top three, and that's Amarone. I just love Amarones. I think they're just <laughs> amazing. They're expensive, though. You know, they're not cheap. But there's also some very similar wines of that style. The Ripassos were combining, you know, dried grapes or grapes from another crush to make the wine more powerful. But yet you don't see these wines very much in certainly California. And if you're going to see them any place, you're going to see them in California. So what do you say to that? Yeah, and it's exactly. But I think that um, we collaborative with California because at moment for make a good wine is simple. With technique, is simple for make a good wine. In Australia, in Chile, in Italia. But the market now, yes, the specificity, the traditional, the history, yes, the most important quality of Italian wine is this. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think if there's anything that I've learned from doing this radio program for 16 years now, I've been doing this show. And if there's anything that I have learned, it's that people who drink wine are missing out. Mm-hmm. You know, they get stuck on a wine. I love Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm-hmm. But by the way, one of my favorite wines in the top three is Cabernet Franc. I love Cabernet but, Franc. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Cabernet Sauvignon is the same if you produce in Chile. Yes. Uh, California. California in Italy is the same. From also 
eh, in, eh, in, pochi, in pochi casi si rende, si, lo si può rendere tipico. In very rare cases that it becomes something, you know, it's, all, it's a typical wine. It's everywhere. Chardonnay the is the it's same. Chardonnay. Well, I would, agree with you, you. I would agree with you about Chardonnay, but I'm going to make it a point to bring yeah. you a bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon from the Napa Valley. Uh-huh. And you and I are going to drink it together. Okay. Okay? Okay, okay. Seriously, I'm going to find a bottle and this is going to happen soon. I'll have somebody it's send it to It's a good wine. I, um, I like yeah. it. Yeah. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Cabernet Sauvignon of Napa Valley. I like it. Yeah. But for me, is the same from uh, Italy okay. or from... Uh, I'm not going to fight you on this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for people who want to explore Italian wines, it's really hard to find websites that are in English. But is there some place that you can point our listeners where they can get to know the whole truth and nothing but the truth? Ci sono pochi siti inglesi. Sì, ma c'è qualcosa che puoi indicare dove loro veramente possono trovare tutte le informazioni. Ah, Città del Vino, the website. Oh, it's in okay, in it's English. English. Oh, it is, okay. It's the English version. Okay, I didn't see the flag. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, an alternative, Enit. Enit is uh, the website of Italian tourism. What is it called again? E-N-I-T. E-N-I-T. Dot com. Dot it. Yeah, dot Italy, yeah. Okay. They Angela, we got to take a break. No, we got one more no, segment. You got to take a break now. Hold that thought, okay? Hold on to that thought. We're going to take a quick break here. We're talking to Angela Radica, <laughs> mayor of Tolo, the most important city in all of Abruzzo. Yeah. Do people bow when you walk through town? They go, like uh, no. No? Okay. <laughs> You're an important guy. Okay. We're going to be right back with more Grape Encounters right after this. This edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine & More, where you'll find what you love and love what you find. And when it comes to loving Total Wine & More, there is no bigger fan than your host, David Wilson who remind you to drink responsibly, B21. At every family gathering, my brother Steve and I each bring several bottles of wines and try to one-up each other. I bring wines from all over. Steve only brings wines from California's Mendocino wine country, where he's lived for decades. And even though there are hundreds of great wineries there he can choose from, he mostly brings wines from the Graziano family of wines. Now you'd think you'd see a lot of duplicates from past gatherings since most producers only make 6 to 12 wines, but Graziano has 5 brands that make literally dozens, upwards of 30 mostly Italian varietals, and all rock stars. Made by the real rock star, Greg Graziano. You can hear my recent interview with Greg at GrapeEncounters.com and you can find Graziano wines all over America or buy them online at GrazianoFamilyOfWines.com. I've never confessed how much I love Graziano wines to my brother and uh, let's keep it that way. If you tried a different wine grape varietal every day, it would take more than 27 years for you to get through the list. And while you're busy tasting all those choices, winemakers around the world will be coming up with countless blends to set you back. So, to uncomplicate things, we'll help you sort things out in the wine world and point you to the stuff that we think you'll find essential and unforgettable. Starting right here today on Grape Encounters with David Wilson. 
back with Grape Encounters Radio, and we're having a moment right uh, during the break. We got into a very interesting, spirited discussion about, <laughs> gosh, of all things, Coca-Cola. <laughs> and we're talking to Angelo Erotica, who is president of Città del Vino, 500 cities all throughout Italy that have some interest in the wine business under this umbrella, and they're united. And that's fantastic, by the way. What's the worst thing, the worst thing that you have to deal with La cosa in your job, where, where you go, oh, no, not this again? The worst thing is... Uh, when the mayors or the winery don't uh they don't promote the land because I voglio dire questa cosa because the wildlands sono a rischio a volte perché ci sono insediamenti sometimes they are at risk because of pollution industrial construction construction industrial pollutions so you have to fight this yeah yeah so you have to go after some corporation that's Città del Vino is a support the cities, the mayors defend of uh, this aggression, you know? Okay, so as long as we're on this topic, I was watching a couple of videos on YouTube yesterday about global warming. Yeah, it's a, it's and, a big problem. And, and it made me sick to my stomach when they showed some of the most important rivers in Europe. They're dry. They're like a little, we call it a creek. Sono diventati proprio una, una piccola, sì, 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 sì. un piccolo fiume invece da quello, dall'acqua. This is a very important problem because we può mettere in crisi la produzione del vino. It can put the production, the wine production in crisis. I don't know what it's going to take to get the human population to understand how serious this is. They don't understand. You know, in my country, some of these people are so, I'm going to say it, stupid that they have their head in the sand and they won't believe what's happening. How much do you address that in your position at Cita del Vino? I mean, it's got to be a big, important part of your job now, right? Yeah. We support the winery to agriculture of precision, cioè, come si può dire, utilizzare meno l'acqua, meno They are teaching the winery producers to use less water, you know, they're trying to get new, them... New technique. So in France, they don't irrigate for the most part, right? Yeah. But Italy irrigates, correct? You have irrigation? Yeah. Okay. What percentage of the vineyards in Italy irrigate? Are they now increasing the amount of dry farmed land? Now 40% of lands... Irrigate. Irrigate. You're trying to change that? State provando a cambiare questo percentuale. Yeah. yeah. You have to. Per right? forza. <laughs> yeah, you have to. That's crazy. Okay, so we're almost out of time here, but I did want to ask you, because you have a crazy two jobs, three jobs, excuse me. Yeah. And you have your fingers in some very big pies. We say, your finger in the pie, you know? <laughs> Do they eat pie in Italy, by the way? Crostata. Crostata? <laughs> Crostata okay, is right. like pie. Got a finger in the pie. Why did you decide to take this position? Because you have a lot on your plate. Because my colleague asked me. Oh, Ed, was it one of those... I am no, non sono un disertore, non potevo disertare. Non potevo he doesn't dire. walk out on a mission. So he was he was voted to handle that job and he doesn't walk out on a uh, job. I am the, the younger president of this association. Oh, really? Okay. You're like 24, yeah. right? Fantenni, I've been taking... Fifty-five. Fifty-five. Oh, yeah, just, I, the, the, just the, the younger kid. president of this association. 
Wow. Well, it's really something when 55 and is the, the youngest, all, right? And the uh, small city, because Tolo have 400 uh, people. What? 400. It's the most important city, wine-wise, in Abruzzo, but there's only 400 people there. Yeah. I bet but they... 4,000. 4,000. 4,000. Okay. 4,000. Barolo, 700 people. Really? 700, 700 Barolo. Get out of town. Like New York. Uh, no <laughs> way. Okay, here's a question. So, I don't know if you know this, but while we were taking that last break, your wife invited me over for dinner tonight, okay? <laughs> and she said that you would choose the bottle of wine to go with dinner. What will you be serving me tonight? Quindi, mentre stavamo parlando, tua moglie ha l'invitato a cena a stasera e ha detto che tu sceglierai la bottiglia di vino. Va bene, che va cosa bene. sceglierai? Che scelgo? I like Montepulciano d'Abruzzo. Oh, well, there's First. a Well, there's the a second, the second wine I like Amarone. We are simpatico. Uh, I love Amarone. Uh, I can't drink enough of it. But here's the funny thing about Amarone is I, I used to own a wine shop. I owned a wine shop and I sold it to come here. I would introduce people to Amarone. They'd never heard of it. What's Amarone? And explain how it's made, right? They take one sip. It's like they saw God. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. Every time I poured Amarone, people would go nuts. But it's expensive. How much is it here if I buy it here? I haven't seen any for sale but if I buy it in Italy it's got to be less expensive 50 euro from 25 to 50 60 euro from 25 to 50 or 60 but, uh, euro. in Abruzzo there is an important uh, winery Valentini yes the best of Italy yes we had it the other night in, uh, in 40 August of uh, last year I drink a Trebbiano of uh, 1978 and how was 19, it how was it perfect it was perfect really perfect. we had one that was it was 2009, I think it was, wasn't it? The other night? L'altra the sera, quando avete, avete uh, yeah. preso, era yeah, 2009. So how old is that? No, Valentino. The important, the, the most important winery of Abruzzo. And uh, stay in Loreto Aprutino. Okay. Pescara province. How f- it's in Pescara province, okay. So how far is that from your house? One hour. Okay. So we can buzz by there. We'll pick up a bottle, grab a bottle of Amarone as well, and dinner will be on the table. And I invited myself over okay. to your house. You, okay. noted, you noticed that, right? But anyway, just hypotheticals here. That's all it is. All right. Well, Angelo, it has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming out here and spending so much time with us. And it's been beautiful. I think we're going to go get something to eat now. Something like that. And you, thank you, Manal, for helping us out here. It's been my pleasure. It actually didn't go the way I intended it to go. It went better, thanks to you, because you're a jewel. And I thank you so much. Anyway, Angelo, the mayor of Tolo, the director of Chita del Vino, and then Vice President of Recheven. Do you have to go out, out of the country for those meetings? When yeah, you, you yeah meet it's with possible. Okay. It's interesting. Bro. Yeah. Devi okay. viaggiare well, per questi, per, yeah. per essere il Vice Preside. Also in Italy, often in Italy, in Portugal, Spagna, meno. No. Okay. All right. That is going to do it for Grape Encounters today. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. We're going to be back with you. Thank you. I can absolutely tell you. We're going to do some... What my pleasure. We're going to do some things. I want to do a podcast with you. All about European wines, or at least four countries. How's that? Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that later. That's going to do it for Grave Encounters today. We'll talk to you next week. Are you following Grape Encounters on social media yet? You're not? Well, you should be. 
It's the best way to hear the latest, juiciest, unfiltered wine stories. It's also the single best way to keep our unpretentious, decidedly different wine conversations going strong. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Grape Encounters. For tons of content on Facebook, you'll want to join our Grape Encounters radio group page. Or if LinkedIn is more your thing, connect with me by typing Grape Encounters Radio or Grape Encounters David in the search bar. Here's the deal. The more you click, the more I'll pour.